So good morning, Rosie, and welcome to the uh, TAS podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me today. Well, thanks for being here. And um, yeah, we, we, we've been talking recently that today is the first time we, we've spoken directly. And you're obviously um, with the founding team behind, behind uh, C-Tribe. So can you tell us a bit about C-Tribe and, and uh, what it's all about? Sure. Um, so I've been at C-Tribe for just over a few months. And um, what C-Tribe is about is supporting startups, which are or profit with purpose. Um, And so that means startups which have a viable business model and are addressing one or more of the UN SDGs. Um, And the support we offer, so it's uh, twofold really. So partly that's in terms of financial investment. So while we don't invest ourselves, we connect um, founders or entrepreneurs behind the startups on our platform with angel investors. And then the other side of that is providing support outside of uh, financial means. Um, So this is kind of about the whole ecosystem and trying to help founders as they're scaling their startups. And so this is kind of through our Impact Hub, which we relaunched a a couple of months ago. And so the support we offer through that is connecting founders with mentors, um, facilitating partnerships and collaborations with other individuals, or, or corporates, um, sort of signposting accelerators and useful events and things like that. Um, and our reasons for, so we used to be mainly about the financial investment side, but we've kind of moved to a much broader support for a couple of reasons. Um, firstly, because when, when Liv, so who set up C-Tribe, when she was speaking to a lot of entrepreneurs and founders, it wasn't just financial investment they were after. And so it's trying to fill in those gaps which might exist as um, the impact space is still sort of growing. And then secondly, we felt that lots of individuals had uh, things they could offer which weren't necessarily financial investment. So that might be their connections, their skills, their expertise and so on. So we kind of wanted to facilitate all those connections and enable people to get involved with impact beyond just simply the financial. So that's kind of in a nutshell what C-Tribe is about. Great. Uh, so one thing for our listeners, most people will know what SDGs are, um, but some might, uh, some might not. Would you, would you care just to explain what they mean yeah, cool. and, and why yeah. and their relevance, obviously, to uh, the, the world of impact investment? Sure. I'm sure you forget all the, <laughs> the acronyms when you so uh, get sucked up into them. Uh, but the UN SDGs are the United Nations Sustainable De- Development Goals, and there are 17 of them. And they are vast, really. They cover a huge range of issues, um, ranging from climate to no poverty to life underwater. Um, and the aim of them is to be achieved by 2030. Um, so to kind of try and leave no one behind, I guess. And then within all these SDGs, there are a lot of um, um, markers within the, a lot of sorry targets within them of things to achieve. And we use them as a, a marker because it's kind of well one way to sort of look at impact. It's not, of course, not the only way, but it's one way we can kind of address it. Um, but I guess on the other side of that is um, because they're so broad. A lot of startups and ideas can fit into the UN SDGs. Yeah. So it's kind of that balance between looking at something which really try and find something which is truly impact and something which could sort of class itself as impact. So that's kind of, again, one of the challenges we have. And I'm not sure what your views on that and sort of differentiating 
different shades of, of impact, I guess. Yeah, my understanding of it is that the, you know, the SDGs have been defined, but the actual methodology to say the, you know, to, to define what the data points are, which then contribute to a particular goal, that, that hasn't been defined clearly enough. That's my understanding um, from yeah. speaking to people in the industry. So there's, it's great to have these 17 goals. It's great to say, let's do it by 2030. But then there's a question of, well, you know, what, what are the steps to get there? And I think without sure. some kind of clearer granularity of what the, you know, what we need to, the activities we need to be doing in order to make the journey to achieve the goals that that needs defining much better for us. Completely. And as cause they're so broad, it can almost seem so overwhelming at the start. And I guess that also kind of ties in to what we're trying to do is to sort of break down the steps in a way. So you take one huge goal, for example, climate action, and then you kind of see within that the different ways of addressing that. So yep. that could be, for example, focusing on the fashion industry, which is one of the huge polluters, and then seeing ways to maybe make this more sustainable or more efficient or looking at food waste and then seeing it from a consumer perspective and from a, a business perspective. So we try and break it down into steps to make it, you know, more it feel like progress and more achievable in it. But um, as you say, there's a, a long way to go <laughs> to break it down is, is, is good. You, you mentioned that Liv um, used to be only involved in the financial side. Well, could you go in a bit more to the drivers that led to wanting to ex uh, extend into, well, I guess, impact investment, and then providing services to the, the, the companies that you're supporting? Sure. So I th um, partly what that stemmed from, so we actually used to be a crowdfunding platform, um, but we've moved away from that model. Um, that, and that was, was, that was, sorry to interrupt, that, that was yeah. still Seed uh, Tribe. So that was still Seed Tribe. Yeah. So Seed Tribe is a spin-off of a larger organization called Angel Investment Network. And on that network, there's a huge number of angel investors. And um, whilst there was a rise in um, like people interested in investing in impact, there's still quite a long way to go in terms of the investment side because investors still want to be assured that they can make a profit and that business models are viable. So it's not seen as philanthropy and that there is profit to be made. And I think there was sort of thinking around that, that that in itself needed shaping because uh, when looking for investment um, in relation to impact, it can have its own challenges because it's a new and growing area. I don't know if you've found that as you've been looking for investment with task um, or if you've, if you've found it very similar to, to seeking investment for normal. But, uh, sorry, for non-impact startups. Mm, it's it's an interesting question. I mean, for me, if I when I present task, um, I see it as a as commercially a sounder financial investment because it addresses um, people and planet. So you know, task is all about triple bo bottom line thinking, and you know, we we believe that we can increase the profit of organizations who are socially and environmentally responsible. They, that happens to them because of the, their increase in brand reputation, the fact that people are going to want to work with them. And when I present the business model of TAS to investors, I just see that 
what we're presenting is financially much healthier than if we went to market and said, you know, this is just a financial investment, there's the ROI. The reason why we can argue our return on investment is, is anchored with the fact that we, we see profit being related to these other areas. And that if you're going to be, you know, if we're having this discussion 10 years ago, you may say that what I'm saying is wrong. But I think if you look at the, the current state of the world right now and the way that people are going to assess, assess whether they want to do business with, with um, certain brands, then the triple bottom, bottom line is going to become more and more important. So I, w- I would argue that impact investments are often going to be financially much more rewarding than people that have simply um, focused on the finances only because it, it is going to become more and more connected. I mean, that would be my view on it. Yeah, no, completely. And that's also completely our view at um, C-Tribe. Um, and as you say, it, it will continue to make much more financial sense. And even you're seeing so many of the big companies and even the big um, uh things like BlackRock or shifting towards um, having an impact lens. Um, but what we, what was kind of seen on the platform was that there is still quite a lot of, um, quite a lot of progress that we need to make in at least the angel investors in our network in, in getting them on board in the impact, uh, impact area. And that's kind of one of the areas that we want to focus on as, as C-Trab grows and moves forward. And what, what are um, those issues? Um, I would, uh, so I think again, it's, it's partly just ensuring that, well, I guess there's a couple of issues within that. One is ensuring that it's not seen as philanthropy and that the profit is still there. And whilst with, so all the companies that are on our network, they, we believe, um, we've assessed them all and then they've got a viable business model, but with some companies it can be sort of just in a way how you present uh, present your business model and in some instances entrepreneurs who are very big on the impact this is of course not to speak to everyone but big on the impact there may be sort of less bound out on the financial side so it's kind of um, so that's one side of it and then related to this is that I guess again this relates to the SDGs so um, not so, and what we see on our platform is that the areas which have got the biggest growth and biggest interest from entrepreneurs and startups, and that's often um, environmental or medical, and then other areas, um, it's much harder to find viable business models we've found. So that's, for example, uh, within no poverty or zero hunger, things looking at homelessness. So it's kind of the balance of wanting to address an SDG and having a great idea, but then putting it into a viable business model. Um, so that's kind of some of the challenges we've faced and even having uh, and even growing the number of startups on our platform to give more opportunities for investors because while we've got a, a lot of applications, often we do see sort of impact washing or they might be great on the impact side but not so much on the business model side or maybe too early stage for us. So it's kind of a balance out of all those. Makes sense. So, um, one question: when, when you come to the word impact investing, is it, do you have a formal definition of what that means? 
I actually, I don't actually, but I think it would be interesting to, to look at that and understand it. And I'm not sure if you've got one for that. Mm, I don't, but I, it does occur to me that the word impact investing in a way it's um, it, it almost um, it, it potentially has a problem that in itself it puts off investors because the suggestion is that you're investing in impact and if you're looking for financial returns you, you almost want a term which says you know it's, it's a financial wrong. it's a financial investment oh and by the way it's it's going to create positive impact that with impact investing it's almost saying hey you're going to get impact but and forget about the finances and that's exactly what you don't want to communicate because i mean this is one of our missions around task is we want to push liquidity into the organizations that perform i mean that, that's one of our missions so you know um, at the the heart of what we do it's is transparency is tracking activity taking data points and allowing businesses to be able to report on exactly what it is they're doing. Now, many organizations don't track. If you don't track, you don't know what's really going on. If you don't really know what's going on, it's hard to make the right decisions. And we believe by having organizations that understand what they're doing better and are tracking, in our case, you know, we're focused on um, positive impact, looking at you know, brand reputation, we believe that that leads to generation of, of content that goes out into the marketplace that improves their brand reputation and should increase the flow of liquidity to that business, whether it's more customers, more investors, if you're a nonprofit, more funders. Um, you know, we, we have technology that can track activities very easily and then communicate that through to these different stakeholders. So, yeah, it's... it's um, yeah, Sorry, no, it's an it's an it's no, it's an interesting one. I was just thinking, um, in the sense, it'd be interesting to see in again in sort of in ten years if impact investing is no longer a term and it has simply become mainstream. Um, and we com completely agree with you in a sense that it makes a lot of business sense. And again, but again, what you're saying as well, being able to measure impact it's it's a difficult one in itself but being able to prove it and to show it i think is extremely important both from a consumer level and an an investor perspective well, and i do think it'll be interesting to see how that changes as, as time goes on I, th I think overall what we're saying though is that there has to be in order to fix some of the the problems that we we, we obviously face um, at a global level and local is there has to be more accountability and that accountability should be transparent, which allows consumers to make judgments, which means that we support the brands which align with the goals that we have. Um, and, and that will allow a shift to, to, to kind of depower the organizations and the big business that are abusing the systems and and get you know get the get the money through to the brands which are doing things the right way anyway you know i think that that's where we're heading to we we have to head towards more transparency and accountability and technology will be you know what's going to push that yeah completely and as you say it'll create new openings and markets for 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 different companies doing business differently and it, it kind of ties in as well into long-term vision rather than a lot of short-termism which also kind of needs to be addressed i guess 
What, so what are the, if you look at the people that you have in C-Tribe, uh, what, what are the SDG, SDGs that they are addressing? Typically? Sure. So, um, sure. So we've seen quite a lot of interest within um, climate action and then also responsible consumption and uh, responsible consumption and production as well. So we've seen quite a big growth in those areas. Um, and there could be a few reasons for this. Um, so partly, as the same, uh, partly one of this is is that it kind of it makes um, business uh, business sense. Like uh, there's viable business models around that, which then make it uh, attractive for investors. And there's market ready, it, markets are ready for these sort of um, companies. And then another reason could be that there's just such a huge awareness and amount of discussion around. Um, climate action and environmental issues as we see with uh, David Attenborough, uh, with Greta, and even Davos is now all about climate change this year. Mm. So it's very high up on the agenda. And I think you're sort of seeing that through all systems. So I guess that kind of is very inspiring and uh, puts a lot of focus on it. And then another reason you think could be for this is that the effects of climate change are being felt and will be affect, will affect everybody. So it's a lot less I guess segregated, of course, the effects won't be equal and will have, um, yeah, and, and will affect different stra uh, strata of society in different ways, but it is an issue that will affect everybody. And so that kind of gives it a sort of emotional pull and resonance and kind of sort of mm -hmm. drive people to want to find solutions and ideas. So they're ones that we see um, quite a lot of interest in. And if you look at the companies that have found funding through Seed Tribe, any success stories that you'd like to share? Sure. So I guess uh, one of the successes we've had is um, Tasha Technologies, and um, what they've Tasha, done how is do you, how do you spell that? T E Y S H A Tasha. Uh, Technologies, and so what they've done is they've uh, developed um, fully biodegradable plastics which are made from renewable resources so it's made from uh, all natural um, agricultural waste streams and then uh, their products as well have a range of applications um, both short-term and long-term so they I think they were recently closed at the end of 2019 although I might have to double check that one um, so they're a success we've had and um, what's great about them is sort of taking the issues of uh of plastics but coming up with an alternative solution to plastic pollution um and we were sort of talking about plastics the other day in the office and that sometimes there's such a there's a lot of focus on plastic but the solution isn't necessarily just to simply turn to another material for example mm -hmm. aluminium um, or something like that. So what's interesting about them is instead of just going for the opposite, they've really looked at the problem and ways to shape it because um, instead of going demonizing plastic completely, it's looking at a product and seeing how can we change this and make it work. So they're an interesting one that we've had on the platform. You, may, you mentioned earlier that, you know, also with Seed Tribe that you, you don't just look to introduce funding, but you, you have... Um, you provide support. You have an ecosystem, and you have the impact hub. So, what are what are the what are the sort of services that you provide there? You mentioned mentors, uh, but what what other services do you do you, um, do you help startups sure. with? 
Sure. So um, our hub, as I said, is uh, relaunched. So we're kind of constantly sort of reshaping it and growing it, um, which is quite exciting. Um, and we're also always looking for feedback. So if anyone is on there and thinks, oh, I'd really want help with this or do this better, please do let us know and get in touch. Um, but the other services we sort of offer is um, connecting individuals who, um, who have connections and expertise within the impact space with any uh, founders on our platform. And this is well trying to create connections between uh, founders so they can have support within, within, mm. with each other. Um, so it's all about sort of scaling, uh, scaling startups. Um, and we're also moving forwards um, looking to develop partnerships with corporates. Um, so of course that can be in the sense of they have, uh, they could be uh, clients, but they might also have a lot of money through their CSR programs and so on to invest. So that's kind of where we want to go going forward and trying to develop partnerships. We're, we're, all, we're very much focused on collaboration and think that partnerships have to happen across the ecosystem and um, yeah, with corporates and also with government. So we're also looking to try and shape a bit of government policy. And when you say shape uh, a piece of government policy, how? how? Yes, um, so that one, I would actually, uh, that's sort of more lives focus, but kind of trying to make sure that the programs and grants and things like that for impact startups are there. So I think that would be one to look at um, sort of moving moving forwards, but to making sure that it's still on the agenda and really looking at what help startups might need. Okay. Something we should talk about because one of the applications for task is to um, provide tracking back to investors. So you, you have um, organizations using funding and we, we have a, escrow system so that you can tranche out the the grant to the organization or the startup funds um, that can be tracked which means the investors can see that their funds are being used in the right way um, and at the same time it's you know it's then the the organization the startup that's taking the funds knows that they get access to the funds on the basis that they perform to certain kpis or track certain activities so something we should talk about yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I think that, um, again, I guess it sort of ties into transparency and back to, to impact management to be able to see, um, yeah, where the money's going, how it's being spent and things like that. So before we uh, close out the podcast, are there any, um, you know, any kind of areas that you'd like to go in, any messages you'd like to give audience in terms of you know, your personal beliefs about how people can be contributing what they could do to support sea tribe or or other areas that you'd like to go into sure i guess um in terms of uh, supporting sea tribe it's uh we'd love to get people involved on our hub so whether this is whether you're a founder and have a startup looking for support either financial or not um get in touch with us and also if you have the skills or expertise or time and want to contribute to the impact um, space and helping these startups to grow, we'd really love to hear from you. And then I guess from both a C-Tribe perspective and a personal perspective, we were kind of all about trying to make change actually happen and in a positive way because we're sort of overwhelmed by, as we said, that UN SDGs are huge. So we're kind of overwhelmed by both challenges and 
different voices telling you how to change your behavior, who should change behavior, and all different level of systems. So we're trying to uh, break down, break it all down into smaller steps, um, mm. which makes uh, gives sort of an, an optimistic and um, a positive spin on it. And also, we ourselves are a growing startup, so it's all about sort of taking a risk, trying something out, testing it, seeing if it works or not, and then um, using that to move forward to hopefully create solutions which actually fit the problems. Um, so we kind of hope that C Tribe is very positive and is an enabler of action rather than just another voice in there. So that's kind of hopefully leave it on a positive note. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What could you give the, um, the web address and what, what, what are your favorite social networks? Where can people find you? Sure. So you can find us on www.ctribe.com and we are also on Twitter which can be found through the website, but is also, uh, I think it should be under C Tribe. And then finally, if you connect with, follow us on LinkedIn, we also post on there. That's great. Rosie, thank you very, very much for your time. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you and great to hear Thanks. more, you know, find out more about C Tribe. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great to talk to you. This is a podcast from Task. Task helps you create and measure impact. For more information, please visit task.io.